A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Austin Armstrong. Thank you so much, Jason. Absolutely delighted to have you. Um, we're going to be talking about how to get your business on TikTok today. Uh, I'm really interested in this because we've, we've been having a try uh, as partly as an experiment for the brand serp guy. And so far, it's going not as well as we would have hoped. So we start off with brand serp. I'm not going to analyze your brand serp. I'm going to analyze the brand serp of TikTok. And if we show that first screen, we have on the left-hand side, America, and on the right-hand side, the UK. And what I really wanted to point out here is, number one is one of the people also ask questions is different. The other three are the same. But more than anything is that the news sources Google chooses are incredibly geosensitive. So in the US, it's obviously US publications. In the UK, it's UK publications. So if you've got an international brand, looking after that in different countries is incredibly important. Um, and for anybody who's interested, we've got the Brand Serpent Knowledge Panel support group down there in the right-hand corner if you want to join us. And the second one is the Knowledge Panel, talking of Knowledge Panels. And what I really like about this one is Google has been incredibly lazy with the Knowledge Panel, which is the next slide. There you go. And it's, I was looking at the size and the available in and stable releases. I thought, well, maybe it's gone around the web and found some information and brought it all together, which it often does. And here it's actually just taken all of that from the Wikipedia side panel. So Google being very, very lazy. Uh, you don't need a Wikipedia page to get a knowledge panel. You don't need a Wikipedia page to get all of that information in it. But if you do have one, it's likely to be what Google will use. So if you want to control the information in knowledge panel, don't get a Wikipedia page. Next up with, is the sponsors. Um, join me every Tuesday um, on 5 p.m. CET, Paris time, with the sponsors today are going to be Wordlift and CaliCube itself for the CaliCube Tuesdays. Wordlift is the partner for CaliCube Tuesdays every single week and have, has been for over two years. They're an AI-powered AI SEO tool that does the heavy lifting for you. And I really want to push the Brandsep and Knowledge Panel support group on Facebook. We're getting loads of interaction there. We're talking about Knowledge Panel and Brandsep problems and solutions. It's really interesting. Come along and join us. Now onto the topic of the day, which is TikTok. Now, if we show the next slide, this is our first attempt at TikTok. I'm, I call myself the brand SERP guy, and I talk about brand SERPs and knowledge panels all the time. And as you can see, it's a little bit repetitive, but each one of these is a quote with a different piece of music. And we have 26 followers, which is terrible from a perspective of actually getting some traction. So that's why we invited you on, is to get some advice about getting traction for the brand SERP guy. Now, what we've tried to do here is have educational quotes. And somebody said to me, TikTok's more and more of an educational channel. You can push education through on TikTok. And our 26 followers don't appear to agree with you. And the reason I showed that one is that's one of my songs. That's me singing. And there are 2,000, oh. no, 3,400 videos that use that song on TikTok, which wow. I was very surprised about. I found that very out today. Cool. It is cool, isn't it? That's from when I was a blue dog in a cartoon 15 years ago. But that was what I thought TikTok was all about. And I'm wrong in the sense that it is, but not for business. And you're going to explain to me how we do this for business. So what, yeah. what, what's the first thing we've done wrong with 26 followers? 
Okay. So a, a couple things, just looking at that initial screenshot, um, thumbnails are so important, uh, on your profile grid. So just a, a, a quick look from, from that. I don't know what any of those are from a surface level. So Brilliant. on every single one, you know, I would add, uh, either, uh, you can select the, the thumbnail display of that image and you can either add text at that point, or you can slide it along on the, the timeline of that video to show a specific uh, perspective or a, a specific moment in that video. And perhaps I would sh either just show the quote uh, or um, have uh, a summary of what that quote is about in the thumbnail on there. So people know what they're clicking on. It's not just like color. Um, how many right. of those videos have you posted? Oh, uh, probably about a hundred. Okay, um, you're familiar with the paying attention. I, I'll, I'll just explain what we've been doing. We create a yeah. mobile video clip of seven seconds with audio with a quote. We post one clip a day. We use 150 characters maximum, including spaces of caption. We include hashtags for your page, hashtag for your page, hashtag FYP, hashtag for you for each post. Uh, we search specific keywords for hashtags and add hashtags for that keyword. We have our priority of keywords, which includes online reputation management, PR, branding, branding message, social media marketing, digital marketing, and so on and so forth. And then we engage with other people's posts by liking them. That is our wonderful strategy. What do Got we it. miss? Okay. Couple, a couple more things there. One, I would never use hashtags like FYP or for you. They're too broad. It's uh, nothing related to the content. So go really specific uh, with your hashtags on what the content is about. Uh, also, this is, don't take this the wrong way, but are you familiar with the definition of insanity? Repeating the same thing over and over and never changing or something along those lines. So you've done a hundred of the same videos and it hasn't worked. I think it's time to change it up a little bit. That Brilliant. format, okay. that format hasn't, hasn't worked. It's not likely going to work. I would challenge you to uh, either you personally or somebody on your team, get on there, show your face, test out repeating the quotes with you as a human talking to another person. People connect with other people. Um, there's no face to the brand on there. It's just a quote on screen. I'm presuming. Yep. There's not a real reason to to follow, uh, in in my opinion. Uh, oh. It seems like you're kind of treating it similar to Instagram, and it's sort mm -hmm. of the anti-Instagram. It's not oh. images. Uh, it's it's a very different platform. Uh, so I would, yeah, I would challenge you to to right. show your face on there and and build that human connection through offering value. Right. Okay. I mean, please don't worry about offending us. We, we, we're actually doing this because I wanted to see if I could get TikTok to rank on the brand SERP guy, brand SERP. So it's mm. purely an experiment. The idea isn't to generate business. The idea oh, is God. to get Google to be interested in it rather than get people interested. But in order to get Google interested, we have to indicate to Google from our profile that, that people are interested in it and we're failing in that. Uh, so this is all one massive experiment, so you can go ahead and say whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we won't be offended. One thing about TikTok I do see is it's very much that idea of I watch one video and then I skip straight to another. So it's TikTok that really decides what comes next. How do you manage to optimize that? By engaging and watching more of what you're interested in. So the TikTok algorithm is 
by far the most brilliant out there. And it's engineered to be really addicting. It's engineered to keep you on the platform longer. Uh, it's a right. little scary if you, if you think about that, but right. um, it, it just wants to serve you with the content that you're most interested in. Uh, similar to, to Google, Google wants to serve you the uh, the best in uh, the best pages for the searcher's intent at the right time. Right, and in, in this case, it's not so much searcher's intent; it's what I'm interested in. It's my center right. of interest. So TikTok knows what my not my center, the, the person's center of interest are. How do I communicate to TikTok the center of interest that I can serve? Well, there's a lot of data points that it's actively tracking to, right. to monitor this, the amount of time that you spend watching that. If you watch the video more than once, if you engage with that video by clicking the heart, leaving a comment, watching that video, and then following the creator, watching that video, and then going to their profile, and then watching two more videos, sharing that video with yourself, saving it to your favorites. These are all great indicators, and these are just passive strategies that it will learn about you on the For You page, the discoverability mm -hmm. page. But you can actually uh, take it a little bit more in your hands. There's an entire search functionality within TikTok, and TikTok's actively becoming more of a search engine uh, in oh. and of itself. Very interesting uh, development here and, and progression. It's becoming the, the search engine for Gen Z and younger uh, demographic oh. Ooh, of people. Can, yeah. can, can we come back to that? I mean, I, that, that would be the second half of the show. The first half of the show for me is how how do hashtags help? How What is the best way to hashtag? And the description, does it have to be incredibly explicit about what's in the video? Yeah, right now, if, if you want to rank for searches, what we're starting to see is that uh, TikTok is reading the text that you actually put on the screen as well as in the captions. And if you compare right. it to like doing a Google search and in the meta description, it bolds specific text that's related to your search query. The same is true in, in a TikTok search. So if you just search for a question, it'll hmm. bold the description that matches your, your search query in there. Um, hashtags are... I go back and forth with hashtags, to be honest. Sometimes I, I just don't think that they're entirely that useful. It's sort of a, an initial indicator telling TikTok what your content is about, but it's easy to manipulate that a little bit. So they yeah. take it sort of like with a, a grain of salt. Like if you put in hashtag FYP, that really has nothing to do with your content. So it doesn't know right. who to initially serve it to. So by getting really specific with your hashtags, it serves it to an initial audience set of people that are interested in videos that have also used those hashtags. And then it sort of sends it to larger and larger buckets of people based on, uh, on content. So that's why a lot of accounts uh, you'll see an initial uh, floor of like 200 views or so, because mm -hmm. that's the initial bucket size of people that it sends it out to. And based on the engagement of that initial subset of people, it will decide if it's going to continue going into larger buckets of people right. or not show it to anybody else because nobody's like Right, okay. Oh, that's brilliant. There are two questions in one now because number one is with hashtags, if I do, for example, a hashtag which is digital marketing, that's pretty broad. If I did yeah. one which was digital marketing UK, that would be much narrower and I would potentially, I mean, even there I would hit 200 people as it were. 
Yeah. And you could even get more specific with it, right? Like on your content, you could probably do digital marketing quotes, marketing quotes, uh, SEO quotes, something along the lines of that. And uh, always check what, like when you're starting to type in your hashtags, it'll show you how many views are uh, on that hashtag. That's the accumulative number of all of the videos that have used that hashtag, the amount of views uh, on that. So doing a little bit of hashtag research ahead of time. Uh, and looking at those videos and and making sure that there's a good amount of views there, but there's also a good amount of videos. Those videos are relevant to your videos as well. So you sort of get grouped with similar content. Brilliant. Okay. And a a question about a hashtag. If I did a hashtag brand SERP and brand SERP is brand SERP, the search engine results page for a brand, it's a term that I coined. Nobody else Mm -hmm. really uses it. Is that, can that be an advantage for me in TikTok in any way? Yeah, I mean, having branded hashtags in in general is is a great idea. It's a really good way to index all of your content under one hashtag. This is not just a, a TikTok strategy, but this has been common on Instagram for years at this point. Uh, as oh, by great- the way, I'm rubbish at Instagram too. What's that? I'm rubbish at Instagram too. So um, I'm learning about Instagram at the same we'll get time. Get you there. Well, yeah, yeah, not to digress here too much, but having a, you know, when you figure out TikTok, what you can do is, is actually just download those videos and repurpose them on Instagram reels. And I found that a lot of the same content that performs well on TikTok will perform well on Instagram reels. Brilliant. Okay. Next question is frequency. I mean, um, we, we were doing one per day and then we took a week off. And as soon as we took a week off, we dropped from that 200 limit that you were talking about. We generally hit the 200 up until then, took a week off, and then all of a sudden we were hitting only 25. Is there a reason for that? Um, I, I think that TikTok just doesn't know who your audience is right now, so they don't know yeah. who to serve it to. Uh, I have found that it's very much a momentum game. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no magic number for how frequently that you need to post consistency is so important on it for, for various reasons, the, the content creation muscle, just so that you, you know, consistently create content and, and get in that habit of doing so, but also to just create better content, uh, as well, the mm-hmm. more content that you crank out, the better that it's going to be, because hopefully you're studying what's working and, and what's not working, uh, along the way. And it gives more data points uh, to TikTok to figure out, okay, this video did really well. Um, we're going to send that to, to more people. We're going to uh, find more people that are interested in your video. So I'll, I typically post two to three videos every single day. Uh, you don't need to post that many in order to be successful. We have a lot of clients that we post one a day, Monday through Friday, uh, but we have a really concrete, very outlined content strategy that we know works. And so that's enough of a momentum for them for, for consistent. Right. And, and, and you talk you talk about a content strategy. You have a kind of uh, an idea of basically the idea from what I have understood so far is that you keep producing content that gradually explains to TikTok what you're offering and to whom so that it can then match its audience's to you. Is that correct? Yeah. And we can deep dive into my content strategy if, if you'd like here. That off, you, off you go. Yes. Yeah. Please. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Get ready, folks. Um, <laughs> okay. So on a, on a very broad level, and then I'll hone it in a little bit, I like to uh, have a, a three-tiered content funnel. 
at the very top is broad content. And this is about 60 to 70% of the content that, I, that I'm creating. This is just viral potential content, but reaching as many people as I possibly can to bring into my ecosystem that there, this is not transactional oriented content. This is just so people recognize me, they get to know my face, they get to know what I'm talking about. So for me, this is sharing useful websites for business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, that's my very broad level uh, content mm -hmm. strategy because I'm trying to attract everybody that is either an entrepreneur, a business owner, an aspiring entrepreneur or business owner to just get into my system so that whenever they're ready to, to take action and take things to the next level, I'm the first person that they think about. Then in the middle of the funnel, we have the um, uh, consideration nurturing phase of content. So you've brought all these people into the into your ecosystem. Uh, now it's time to do deep dive tutorials, frequently asked questions, leveraging SEO keyword questions is a great strategy, doing video responses to all the comments that come in to build that trust and, and nurturing. And then at like 5% of the content that I put out will be actually um, explicit, just call to action content. Like, did you know I made you a free SEO checklist? It's in my bio, go check it out, sign up. But I do that very infrequently because I don't want to overly sell. So that's at a broad view of the strategy. And to dive even deeper into this, what I like to do is every client that we go, uh, that we work with, I like to take them through this exercise where we'll outline uh, four or five categories of content that they are able to talk about in their business. Mm -hmm. So a quick example of this is uh, we're working with a therapist and there's a lot that a therapist can talk about. He can talk about uh, relationship problems, uh, anxiety and depression, substance abuse, uh, but he's also an expert in narcissism. And so if those mm -hmm. are our core categories of content, we then list out five to 10 bullet pointed pieces of information under each one mm -hmm. that uh, are sort of simple topics that could be addressed in a 30 second or less video. Um, and this gives us a systematic approach of going through, you know, day one, we talk about relationships. Day two, we talk about depression. Day three, we talk about substance abuse. Day four, we talk about narcissism. And you go through this process in mm -hmm. a zigzag. After a month, paying attention to the trends, you're going to notice that the depression content's not working. The narcissism content is, I'm going to do less of depression, more of narcissism. And this has worked like a charm for this client in particular. And this is sort of our initial process for figuring out what works on the platform. And so now we do like 70% narcissism oriented content because these videos go viral and grow his account and generate him leads every single day. And we do less right. of the content that's not working. Right. Okay. And and one thing with, with the client is that the client needs to be seen, i.e. it needs to be video of the client talking. So it's them saying something about narcissism or depression or whatever, the, the, the quote, as a video uh, rather than what we were doing, which is um, an image with animation on it. I would recommend it because uh, particularly in, in that field, but in really in any business, any service-based business, any, you know, e-commerce product or anything like that, people buy from people. Um, mm. They, they want that emotional trust. A therapist, if, if we were just putting up um, 
quotes about narcissism or something like that. There's, there's no, even if it's a relatable quote, me as the, as the viewer and the consumer, there's no trust factor there. I don't necessarily trust this right. person enough just because they posted a quote uh, to reach out to them and think that they can actually help me with my problem. That's where we, that's where, that's the okay. power of video. So we leverage the expert to get on there. You're talking about the expertise, you're building that trust. And based on your communication style, you're going to resonate with people that need your help and really like you and want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And that's how they reach out to you for help. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Now, well, the next question about that then is uh, you were talking about Gen Z. I mean, what age group have we got on TikTok? I mean, would would uh, would we be looking at a thirty to forty year old marketing manager? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So it is. It's it's a young platform, and as every new platform comes out, it always starts younger, and then mm-hmm. as attention comes to it, national news, publicity, everybody talking about it, word of mouth, it eventually starts to gear older. So I, uh, these aren't exact numbers. I looked at these maybe a month or so ago, but I I think it's still approximately 35% Gen Z, which is a younger audience. And then it slowly starts to taper up and up and up. Uh, there's a large percentage of millennials on the platform now, and I'm 31. I'm, I think I'm a mid mid range, uh, uh, um, millennial, uh, I think what is millennial mm-hmm. up to 38, 39 or something like that. Uh, well, so there's, not, there's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure where that cutoff is, but then it starts to get older and older. And, uh, probably, uh, the, the smallest percentage of people are, uh, that are on TikTok are, are probably 60 plus, uh, but there's still five to 10% of the users in that range. And there's over, uh, 130 million monthly active users in the United States alone. So I'll give you wow. you know just that math right there. And there's well over a billion uh, monthly active users on TikTok worldwide. Right. Okay. Now you talked about it being becoming a search engine earlier on. In what way do people use it as a search engine? They're looking in from what I understand just for something fun to do because they're bored sitting on the train. Yeah. So people are visual learners. And so how uh, great examples of this is um, I was just talking to uh, this about somebody uh, or uh, talking about this yesterday. Um, But when you're traveling and or you're going to a new area uh, and you're looking for the best food items or, or something to do. On Google right now, it's all it's it's TripAdvisor articles, it's Thrillist articles, and they all kind of suck. It's all <laughs> museums, it's all boring things, it's it's the top-rated restaurants, but it doesn't really give you a good overview of of what the experience is going to like. And Gen Z and, and millennials, we're very experienced, focused individuals, as well as right. a lot of us are visual learners. So that's where TikTok is is starting to thrive as a search engine, is searching for things to do in Las Vegas or best burgers in Washington, DC, you're going to get a huge variety of videos that actually show you the experience, show you the, the burger, show you the, the cheese, show you the, the behind the scenes of, of what this activity is like and why you should care about it in a 30 second format. That's really easy to consume. I don't need to read 
a 2000 word listicle uh, no, yeah, right. a picture of a museum. No, I want to see what I'm about to experience. So that's why it's starting to gear towards search engine because people are looking for places to eat, things to do, uh, information about things that are going on in their lives um, from, mm. from experts. But I mean, from a, from a kind of, you were talking about digital marketing SEO, from that kind of perspective, how many people are actually looking for any of that? I mean, I can imagine somebody saying, I'd like to see somebody eating the burger that I'm about to eat. But to what extent would somebody be searching for, you know, digital marketing tips? Uh, well, the digital marketing tips hashtag in, in particular has well over a billion views uh, across. Right. And this, <laughs> this is because I use that hashtag. <laughs> that, well, that told me, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it works in a couple ways, though. You can actually leverage it as a, as a search engine. That's not the primary function of, mm. uh, of how TikTok is used right now. The discoverability is like 99% on the For You page. It's, it's just right. showing content that you're interested in. However... As you engage with more digital marketing content, because you have your content optimized for digital marketing searches, it's already going to be put into that mm. bucket to be served to people that are interested in digital marketing oriented content. So focusing yeah. on search, just like Google, is a long-term play. But this is actively what TikTok is doing. They're incorporating more uh, things about this. There was a viral tweet this last month that says, I don't Google things anymore. I TikTok them. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody's talking about TikTok SEO right now. That's where the industry is going. It's a, still a long-term play, but it very much accompanies the gro an organic growth strategy for what your subject matter is going to be right. about and, and I mean, it really is all about topicality and sticking on topic and talking about things that people are truly interested in. And then presumably the measure of authority and expertise is the number of people who actually sit through the entire video. Yeah, so that's going to be your, your relative watch time or watch time compared to the length of the video. Sorry. Absolutely. That's one of the most important uh, metrics. And it's a newer analytics that the analytic uh, that they just uh, gave us. Uh, so they're constantly mm -hmm. rolling out more analytics. TikTok analytics are not very good right now, but they're right. starting to incorporate more things. Like they just gave us, excuse me, an audience retention graph. So similar to YouTube, which I love this. So you can right. actually see at an average of where people are leaving your video. So you can start to study this, but they also give us the uh, video completion rate, uh, which the reason that they're giving us that is because it's what they want you to focus on. They want you to spend more time on the app. Uh, so they reward videos that um, that hold your attention for longer. Mm -hmm. So the the longer that you can get somebody to watch that video, and ideally, if you can get them to watch that video more than once, that video is going to continue to reach more and more people. Right. Okay. And do you have any idea to what extent Google is at, uh, Google TikTok is actually looking at the uh, content of the video, i.e., what it can see around you, the words that are written behind me here, for example, and also what I'm saying, analyzing and doing a text extraction. To what extent does it actually use all of that stuff compared to, for example, the description, the caption? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I haven't done any tests about blatant text in the background. I know it it reads the text that you put on the screen. So if you add a, a text uh, bubble um, in the actual video, it will read that. Uh, there's been tests that have done this specifically on like random 
you know, phrases and, right. and whatnot, that there's no videos around the only, and they're not talking about it in the video. There's no right. description about it. You know, it's just an AB test of the text on screen. And that was proven to be successful. There's also a captions, uh, uh, feature, uh, within the videos as well. So TikTok is, um, you know, uh, doing uh, voice to text, uh, and it's indexing these captions as well. So that's another great way is just by talk, yeah. like verbalizing, the search term or the, you know, the information that your video is about talking about it, it creates the caption file in it. So it indexes that as well. So those are really the three main indicators right now uh, of, okay. of what they're, the data that they're analyzing uh, that I've seen and, and tested and looked at. Absolutely brilliant. That was perfect. Thank you so much, Austin. Uh, that was really informative for, for, for us at least. So we've now got our strategy presumably much, much better than it was before because it was pretty rubbish before. Now it's going to be much, much better. Um, and what, I, what I've seen here is we can't trick Google if we can't trick the platform. So with it, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, you need engagement in order to, for, for that account to rank on your brand SERP. Lesson learned. I thought I could cheat and trick. Uh, didn't work out very well. Um, thank you so much for teaching me. And I feel like I'm at school here uh, Austin, uh, I'm 56. I'm back at school with the blackboard behind me. Um, oh, wow. I'm going to introduce next week, uh, which is Tim Fitzpatrick talking about the simple marketing fund fundamentals, excuse me, required to accelerate revenue growth. That's going to be absolutely awesome. I had a quick chat with him about it. I'm really interested in that for Cali Cube. Could you pass the baton, Austin? Yes, I am proud and honored to pass the baton over to Tim Fitzpatrick. What a great topic this is going to be about. I actually know Tim. I've I've met him before. I was on his podcast. So this is this is awesome to to pass that. Whoop. Which way? This the way. The other way. Baton this way. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, it's reverse for me. Passing the baton to Tim. I can't wait to listen to that episode. This guy is a genius. Everybody needs to tune in next week and watch that episode brilliant that's super encouraging that making me look forward to it next week the passing the baton the wrong way around is really confusing for everyone i've been doing this so long it's now natural for me so i now actually when i'm talking to somebody point the wrong way i say you go down the street and you turn left and then they get lost so anyway thank you so much austin a quick goodbye to and the show thank you austin and thank you everyone for watching